us say amen. amen. It is so good to have you out this morning in the house of the Lord, and we thank you for your presence. We know this is a holiday weekend celebrated by many, but nevertheless, it is the Lord's Day. Amen. That's the most important thing we need to keep in mind. Uh, aside from the celebrating of the holiday, the cookouts, and all of the other events that are going on, it is the Lord's Day. And there are no exceptions for us to forsake and to ignore and to put anything above the Lord's Day. We say we are Christians. We claim to be his people, God's people. We claim to be washed in the blood of his holy and dear son who has remitted us of our sins and we sing songs about how great thou art and we talk about going to heaven one day and all of this good stuff Man. about God and his son and heaven and how beautiful heaven must be. We can't allow a holiday to distract us and to cause us to forget. This is the Lord's day. Amen. This is the Lord's day set aside for us yeah. to assemble, to come together, to worship, to be edified, to offer encouragement, but most importantly, to honor God. Amen. So don't allow the distractions of the things that are going on this day and that will be going on tomorrow to separate you from your God. God is not going to move. We do things that cause sin to enter in to separate us from God. Man. God loves us. Man. God's will is for all of us to be saved and, and to be in heaven with him one day. That's what the Bible teaches. Man. Peter said his will is that all of us be saved. Man. So God isn't going to do anything to move from us to cause us to stumble or to sin is when we are tempted and we give in to yeah. the temptation. Yeah. We allow distractions in this world to creep in and overtake us and we give in to the temptations which brings about sin. Man. Which brings about death. Yeah. Which brings about a separation between us and God. Yeah. But remember again, it's not that God moved. We allowed sin to come between yep. us and God. Yep. And with that said, I hope you are here for the one main reason to worship God. Man. To give him all of your attention. To give him all of your heart. Yep. To give him all of your focus and concentration because he's worthy and he's deserving Amen. to have it all. Amen. On the front of the bulletin this morning, death. And that's the subject we're going to talk about today. Death. What a wonderful way to explain it. And this is from a Christian's perspective. A sick man turned to his doctor as he was preparing to leave the exam.
examination room and said, Doctor, I am afraid to die. Tell me what lies on the other side. Very quietly, the doctor said, I don't know. You don't know. You're a Christian man. And don't know what's on the other side. The doctor was holding the handle of the door. On the other side came a sound of scratching and whining. And as he opened the door, a dog sprang into the room and leaped on him with an eager, eager show of glance. Turning to the patient, the doctor said, did you notice my dog? He's never been in this room before. He didn't know what was on. He didn't know what was inside. He knew nothing except that his master was here. And when the door opened, he sprang in without fear. I know a little of what is on the other side of death. But I do know one thing. I know my master is there. And that is enough. Amen. We know he's there. Yeah. And that should be enough to encourage us. We find written in John 14, 1 and following, when Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. Yeah. Yeah. You believe in God, believe also in me. And he goes on to say about the many rooms, the many mansions that are prepared for us. For us, Man. Christians. Man. For us who have positioned ourselves in a proper relationship. For us yeah. who yeah. have been obedient and who have done what is required for us to be in the family of God. Man. For us, because some would say you can live any kind of way you want, do whatever you want, and just die and call on the Lord, and it's going to be okay. No, sir. That's not what the Bible teaches. <coughs> That's right. That's right. There are some things required of us. Yeah. There are some things that we must do in order for us to be prepared for death to be a welcoming and an exciting experience. Come on now. Doing this transition from this time side to the next. Yeah. Some of you are looking at me strange when I say, for death to be an exciting experience. Come on now. Yeah. It is so sad that even among Christians, Christians have put a negative spin on dying. All right. We don't even look at the fact that dying is a game. Man, this is. We don't look at the fact that there is a mention prepared for us by Jesus himself who said, I go yeah. to prepare a place for you. Yeah. We have given up on looking at the fact that 
of no more dying. That's right. No more tears, no more crying. Man. No more pain and suffering. No more arguments. That's right. No more indifferences. Everything is in harmony. Everything is lovely. Everything is wonderful. Man. And there we will have our God who said, we will be his people and he will be our God. Yeah, yeah. It's troubling that even when you talk to Christians, they don't want to talk about death. Man. Yeah. Even with all of the warnings and all of the exhortations in the scriptures about this world not being our home, Knowing that one day we're going to leave here. Yeah. And if the truth be told, life begins at death. Yes, it does. Yeah. Eternity begins. Yes, it does. So why is it people frown so much? Why is it people hesitate so much? Why is it people don't like to talk about death? <coughs> right. What is this thing, what is this negative connotation that's associated with death when with Christians it should be something we look forward to? Right. We complain and talk about the condition of our world today. The lack of respect, the lack of, of, of the lack of respect of God. Yeah. And we talk about how bad it is and how terrible and how perverted the minds of men have become. And we see this occurring every day. We witness the murdering and the, and the killings and the abortions and all of these things going on in this world. But yet, people don't see joy and die. To transition to a place where there will be nothing but peace. Man. Man. Death. There's a physical death, spiritual death, second death. Death to sin, death to the law. And even marriage dissolved by death. Yeah. Some brothers will say amen. <laughs> but anyway, the physical death, the body, yeah. and the soul. We're going to die one day, folks. Yes, we are. The scripture text was read into your hearing, Hebrews 9 27. And as it is appointed unto man, wants to what? Die. Die. Wants to die. Yeah. Wants to die after death, there shall be a judgment. judgment. Yeah. Yeah. What we do with God's time while we're living is very important. Yes, it is. Let me say that again. What we do now with God's time while we're living is very important. Man. You can't live any kind of way you want. Sin and Live ungodly, unrighteous, not serve God, not love him and have him first and foremost in your heart, and then die and expect to win the grand prize, the grand vacation of going to heaven. That's right. 
It doesn't work that way. That's right. As we live, we are to prepare. We are to get things in order regarding how we are living. Romans 12 and 1 said that we are to live as in presenting our bodies a living sacrifice. That's right. Holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. Man. What we do now will determine our eternity. Yes, We're going to die. Yeah. Rest assured, it's coming. Yeah. Or the Bible is a lie. And I know the Bible is not a lie. Amen. Knowing that death is certain, why do we choose not to put more emphasis on being prepared for it? That's right. That's right. Spiritually. Yeah. Spiritually. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. People will work, and they'll work, and they'll work, and they'll say, I want to leave this for my children. I want to leave this for my grandchildren. I want to leave this for this organization, and all these things they can think of and come up with about when I die, I want this to happen, I want this to happen, but so little is discussed and talked about concerning your soul. Right now. Right now. People lay on their dying bed and instead of really focusing on the fact I'm getting ready to make a transition, the most, the greatest transition in my yeah. Think about this for a moment, folks. You're going to one day close your eyes in death, and you are going to make a transition as you've never seen before. Amen. And there will be no opportunity to turn back and do it all. Think about this for a moment. There won't be any makeup exams. There won't be any opportunities to say, if I could just go back and do this again. Yeah. The greatest transition we will ever make when we close our eyes in death, and the sad thing is, many of us will not be prepared because we were more focused on worldliness than we were spiritual. Amen. What's going to happen to my children? What's going to happen to the house? What's going to happen to my jewelry? What's going to happen to my car? How is the job going to keep going without me? Easy. People die on jobs all the time. Yes, sir. And the company continues to go. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We focus on so many things, but we're not focusing on what's really important. All right. As it is appointed unto man once to die, after death, the judgment. Yeah. The soul of man lives on. Some would like for you to believe after you die is over, no more problems. 
Don't believe that lie. Don't believe that lie. When you die, there's nothing else you can do on this time side. Man. You had every opportunity while you were here. Yeah. But when you die, it's not over. It's far from over. Eternity awaits. Yes, sir. And my question to you today is, will your eternity be a farewell or a see you later? Right. Will your eternity to your family, to your mama, to your daddy, to other loved ones, will it be a farewell or will it be a see you later? All right. All right now. Paul said, the time of my departure is at hand. Yeah. He said, but there are some things I have done. Yeah. I fought a good fight. Yeah. I finished yeah. my course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have kept the faith. Yeah. Paul said, the time of my departure is at hand. Yeah. You know, when you stop and think about departing, going somewhere, you catch a bus. You, you depart from the bus station. You catch a plane. You depart from Hartfield, Jackson, or wherever. But guess what? When you think about the party, you're thinking about landing somewhere. Yeah, that's right. You don't get on a Greyhound and just ride around the rest of your life. That's right. Who wants to live a life on a Greyhound? Right. You don't board a plane and just fly around the rest of your life. Paul said, the time of my departure is at hand. Yeah. So in this departing, he's looking for a place to be received or, or somewhere to receive him, a landing, right. a welcome. Right. Based upon, he said, I fought a good fight. Yeah. I finished my course. Yeah. I have kept the faith. Man. And doing so, henceforth, is waiting for me. Yeah. A crown of righteousness. That's right. There is a landing that I can anticipate. There is a welcoming I can expect based upon the life that I've lived. Living godly, living true, living committed, living for God. There is a welcoming I can expect based upon my service, my love. Yeah. Versus just living any kind of way and dying and thinking everything is going to work itself out. No, folks, everything don't just work itself out. Right. If everything is just going to work itself out, regardless of how I live, there would be no need for any judgment. That's right. Judgments are rendered to discern and to separate and to make decisions of good and evil, wrong and right. That's right, man. That's right. So apparently in this life, you can live and live wrong. You can do evil, but you can also live godly and you can live right. Man. 
I was glancing through some definitions through various dictionaries and, and encyclopedias and all of these things and uh, Webster and all these things. But you know, the Bible is so wonderful in giving definitions. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. What is death? The main definition we need to be concerned about is the body and soul separate. Yeah. 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 A separation. Also when the spirit leaves and is returned unto God. Spirit. Man is a spirit, folks. Right. Man is a spirit. Yeah. This this is just a, a a shell. This is just something from the dust. That's right. That houses the spirit of who I really am. That's right. That's right. This is just something to give us a a, 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 a face to associate with who I am. Man is a spirit. Man is a spiritual being. And you know, it's amazing when you look at the mentality of man, how the devil has distorted and defiled. You know what? The devil uses the mentality of man to become evil and to think evil and not looking at the spirit of the man, but we get caught up in the complexion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of that person. Yeah. But spirits don't have complexion. That's right. That's right. But it goes to show you how the devil can take what is truly from the dust of all of us. Right. Right. And God just chose to give it different complexions. Not that one complexion makes you better than the other. Amen. It's the heart condition. It's the mind of man that determines everything about God. Amen. And one day, we're going to breathe our last breath. Yes, sir. One day, yes, sir. we're going to enter into a transition. Yeah. And one day we're going to have to give an account of all the things that we've done in this body. Man. Please ask you swell. Even the secret things. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What are your preparations regarding death? Right. People often say, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ask God to have mercy. You know, that's fine, well, and good if you've been serving God and giving God your best and doing your best. Because right. the Lord knows we're going to need his mercy. Yes, we are. But you don't continue in sin and, and, and abusing God's grace because you want to fulfill the lust of your flesh and then turn around and say, I just hope God have mercy. Going back to what Paul said, Paul said, I have all the good fight. Yeah. There's a warfare going on within us. The flesh wants to overturn the spirit 
the Spirit wants to serve and lead us and direct us in the right way of living. Yeah. Paul said, I fought this fight. I fought it. Man. But he said, I have fought a good fight. Yeah. The dust will return to the earth as it was, the soul and the spirit, and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Yeah. Yeah. So when I breathe that last breath, my spirit returns unto God. Yeah. My soul awaits judgment. Yes, it does. And it's going to spend eternity. We sing a song sometimes where the soul of man never dies. Canaan's land, I'm on my way. Yeah. Yes, sir. What preparations are you making right. regarding death? Why is death such a touchy, sore subject? Mm. If I if I love God, if I love him with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. If I love Jesus and I'm grateful and appreciative of what he has done for me, what he saved me from, allowing me to be reconciled back unto God, why do I oppose going home to him? All right. All right now. And if I had to give an answer, this is me. If I had to give an answer as to why Christian folks don't like talking about dying, my answer would be because they still love this world. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Even with the warnings we've been given, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For all that is in this world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Yeah. Yeah. 
These are not of God. Right. So if, if, if these things that I'm caught up in, these, these, these lustful acts and pride of life, if these things are in me and they're not of God, how can I be of God? That's right. There's a disconnect there somewhere. Yes, it is. Well, if I'm not of God, I have every reason to fear death. Yeah. Because I know not being of God and not being in fellowship with the Father and the Son and not walking in the Spirit, I have no hope of going to heaven. Yeah. That's me. That would be mine. People say, well, I, I, I will miss my children. Let me say this, and, and please take this the right way. I love my children. Yeah. I just happen to love God more than my children. Amen. between me and my God. Man. Because one day I'm going to have to stand before my God. Yeah. Not my children. Right now, man. And see, you need to understand, your children can flip on you. That's right. We, we pray they won't. We pray they'll do the right thing, but children can flip on you. Yes, they can. But God won't help Man. Children don't have a heaven or hell to put me in. God does. Yes, sir. So our true focus on living every day needs to be about dying. That's right. Wait a minute, Brother May. Who, who wants to think about dying every day? No, my question is, why would you be so unwise not to think about it when you know it's sure? Yeah. And not only that it's sure, you don't know where it is. That's right. That's right. So being that you know it's certain, being that you don't know where death is, why wouldn't you be so wise? who laid down last night who had plans for this great holiday weekend. Cancel. 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 Yeah. You ever stop and wonder sometimes what would a person probably say who met death unexpectedly didn't realize death was going to knock at their door what would they probably be saying? Well, you know, the Bible kind of gives us an insight. Yes, it does. It does. The Bible says, and in hell he lifted up his eyes, mm -hmm. crying out, Father Abraham, 
allow Lazarus to just come dip his finger in the water that it I'm in torment in this place. How much water can you get from the finger being dipped in any vein? How much relief, how much water can quench a thirst like that? They're painting a picture to help us understand this is no joke, folks. That's right. That's right. This rich man said, Allow Lazarus. Father Abraham, Abraham said, nope. Nope. Then he said, well, send him to go tell my brothers. He can, he can warn them. They don't want to come to a place like this. That's right. Nope. They have Moses and the prophets. Man, if they don't believe the word of God from them, uh, what makes you think they're going to believe somebody came from the dead? Nope. Can you imagine what some people might be thinking and saying right now if they could come back? Yeah. Well, guess what, folks? Ain't nothing we can do for them. But there is something we can do while we yet still live. There is something we can do. We can either plan to say, see you later, or we can bid a farewell. See, I, 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 I can say, see you later, because I know one day there will be a great reunion. Yes, sir. We're going to be known as we are known. We're going, to, we're going to be in that transformed image, and we're going to be as he is, as the Bible outlines, and our new body, our new looks, and all of this stuff. Yeah. I can say, see you later. Yeah. Yes, sir. But it's sad to say many will say goodbye. Many will say farewell. Why farewell? Why goodbye? Because if you die outside of Christ, yeah. You die in an unfaithful condition, yeah. a sinful condition, an unrepentant heart. Yeah. There is no see you later. That's right. There's a lake of fire. Yeah. What are your plans? We have loved ones who, who refuse to obey the gospel and want Listen, or maybe even some who might be willing if we make or took a more aggressive effort, made an aggressive effort to teach them, yeah. to share with them. And most importantly, if we live godly around them. Yeah. One day your mama or your daddy, if they haven't already gone, they're either going to say, see you later, or they're going to say, goodbye. Yeah. I heard a preacher tell a story like this. He put it this way. He said a man had four sons. And as he laid there on his 
bed, dying, about to breathe his last breath. He told the first son, son, see you later. Called a second son, touch his hand, he said, see you later. Third son, he came to him and he said, boy, see you later. And the fourth son, he looked at him, he stared at him, and he said, goodbye. And the young son said, why would you tell me goodbye? You told my other brothers, see you later. So son, they're in the right fellowship. Man. They obey yeah. the Lord. They're in Christ. So I know one day is I'll see you later. Yeah. Because we're gonna gather on somewhere else. Man. But you're outside of Christ. Yeah. Your attention and your focus is more on pleasing yourself and doing as the world do. I have to say goodbye. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because where you are right now, you don't stand a chance of coming to where we're going. Man. What do you say to that? What do you say to a loved one that you haven't honestly reached out to? to share the gospel and, and let them know that death is certain. Yeah. Are you prepared to say goodbye to them? Wouldn't it be so much better to say see you later? Yeah. But many are deceived. Say this and I'm close. I look at Facebook. I look at read other stuff. How is it Every person that died, and you look at a posted on social media, how is it everybody going to have? <laughs> he was a murderer. He was out at 2.30 in the morning, 3. He shooting up people, and he raped this girl. And the police arrived, and they shot him because he tried to shoot them. And he's dead. And folks said, rest in heaven. Oh. How can everybody go to heaven? Don't be deceived by this foolishness. Man. There's a hell for a reason. And even the Lord himself said, many are going. Yeah. Not that he deserved for them to go, but many are going because they refused to accept him as Lord. Man. They refused to deny themselves. They refused to take and make the necessary preparations to prepare for death. Yeah. Folks, don't get caught up in this hype. Amen. <coughs> Just as sure heaven is real, so is hell. Yes, yes, yes. And hell is not going to close down, dissipate, or vanish because you don't want to talk about it. Yeah. That's right. That's right. 
real. But the question is, are you prepared for it? Husband and wives, guess what? You stop and think about when you stood there and made those vows to each other. You said, did death do those problems? When you became a Christian and you made that confession about believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Yeah. You made that confession, you were buried with him in baptism, and that was a confession to death. That's right. Putting to death the old man, beginning a life all anew in the fellowship with the Lord. And this is a commitment to the end. Yeah. And one day, just as we're going to stand in judgment concerning those vows that we broke, then honor in our marriage, we're going to stand before the judgment to give an account to the vows that we broke concerning our baptism. Amen. Preparations we need to make. I encourage you, I beg you today. Think about this. If you're so blessed. Sickness come over us, and you know, sometimes death just gradually takes us away. People say, oh, that's just so terrible. They, they suffered like that before they died, isn't that? I tend to look at it a different way. This man, man, if, if there was ever a person who shouldn't have any question or doubt, about making it in. Man, you seeing yourself wasting away every day. Mm. Why wouldn't you be ready? But guess what, folks? God wakes us up every day. Yes, he does. And we know he wakes us up. Amen. Why shouldn't we be ready? That's right. Knowing it is he who gives life, sustains it, going to be him who's going to take it away. Yeah. What are your plans about death? Will it be see you later? Or will it be goodbye? What would a church say about you? Will we say see you later? Or will we say
fact that one day I'm ready to put this world behind me and to change my wardrobe into something more elegant.